Welcome to HVP 2018, Volume 1, recorded January 1st, Episode Title, Happy New Year. And, okay, here, here we are. Here we are. So we're uh, here in the future. Yeah, it is, it is the future. It's, it's 2018. It's 2018, and the last time you heard from us, we were saying all sorts of brash things like, the Honest Bicycle Program is dead, long live the Honest Bicycle Program, and <laughs> we're taking a sabbatical, and I don't know, all this stuff. Think things were said. Um, yeah, words were used. Words were used. I think Greg and I, uh, with the you know, with a lot of work, hard work, and the help of uh, a good uh, special talking doctor, I, I think have really made a lot of progress. And we're here. Mm. We're back here. Uh, That's true. We're we're trying to keep it together for for the fans. Yeah, yeah. On this on this the first of January, in fact. So. I I don't want anyone to imagine that we aren't dedicated to our craft, to our, to our, is it fans? Is it fair to say fans? Yeah, I and I think of them like our children. Yeah, they are kind of like our children. Our, um, not related to us in any way, and, you know, <laughs> children who, who we don't have any responsibility for uh, at all. <laughs> may it always so, be the case. <laughs> may it always be the case. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, kids are your biggest fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, we're, we've also been keeping it together because it, it was our uh, uh, responsibility, I would say, given some big plans for the new year that, Greg, I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I think, I think uh, yeah, I think I do know where you're going, but I'm going to have to pull up my email really quickly because... <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't realize we were diving into this uh, so quickly but but yeah we're um <laughs> it's I january 1st it's january 1st and we here at the honest bicycle program part of the wide angle podium network yes we're, we're we're on this wide angle podium network which by the way you should be getting all of your cycling podcast uh you know uh, i don't know enjoyment from because there's a lot of cycling related podcasts there it is well, the place yeah, it's the place, and and I think that uh, Wide Angle Podium wants not just you who are currently listening to this to know about this, but the the much wider world of cycling fans. And uh, in order to do that, Wide Angle Podium Network has formed a new and exciting partnership. Uh, Matty, do you want to do you want to say what that is? Wide Angle Podium Network is an official sponsor of 13-time U.S. National Cyclocross champion, Katie Effin Compton. <laughs> Man, that is that is so crazy. Yeah. And, and what better way for her to debut this new, exciting, and powerful partnership between uh, an internationally renowned cyclocross racer and a scrappy but formidable podcast network uh, than for her to win in absolutely dominant fashion the GP Sven Nice in Baal, Belgium this morning or oh, this afternoon if you're in Europe in horrendous conditions. Oh, I'm going to have to get the video of that. I, I once again, as is the theme for me, overslept a, a cyclocross race 
Uh, Let me tell you why I envy you, friend. (laughs) I... uh, Going to bed in a fit of hubris... (laughs) I, <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a condition in which people usually go to bed, but I can no. I can see I can see that happening for you. Yeah, Hold on, sure. There's, there's another clause to that sentence. <laughs> Going to bed. Open parentheses. In a fit of hubris, I set my alarm to wake up to watch the basic the bicycle race. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. That was the fit of hubris, and the telephone does a, a very helpful thing when you set an alarm. It says your alarm has been set for five hours and 14 minutes from now (laughs) and i thought thanks for pointing that out uh and so when i woke up uh angry that i was awake um and angry that i had made a decision uh like an adult yeah i went downstairs started started making coffee and found that the bicycle race was not to be aired or 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 that uh the women's race would would be aired uh starting 30 minutes into it um and so once the stream came on board it was a little bit choppy and so i I basically woke up uh with an unpleasantly small number of sleeping time Mm -hmm. to my credit Mm. uh without the benefit of waking up uh in the first place without having gotten the opportunity to do what I put myself through that whole situation to do. So now I'm feeling uh, tired and a little bit hungover. Oh. If we're honest with ourselves. But did but you did you see the end of the bicycle race? Nope. At least. No. No. I, so I basically that... I basically saw like nothing nothing of the important part of the bicycle race. So we know that uh <clears throat> wide angle podium athlete Katie Compton um, won the race in horrendous conditions, but but we don't have any video evidence as yet that either of us has seen to confirm. Indeed, that detail. Oh, that's unfortunate. But nonetheless, congratulations to wide angle podium athlete Katie Compton. Uh, <laughs> we're very excited to have to have her uh, part of the family, as it were. Um, you know, maybe, maybe despite or perhaps because uh, you and I were not involved in any way in making this sponsorship <laughs> happen. Uh, so you know, uh, that's probably that's probably good. That probably helped that <laughs> we were not in, engaged in the negotiations uh, in any way. I would like to think that but, as as sponsors, we sort of have like the ability to make sort of absurd requests. Um, that that Katie would you know for some reason have to field like so Katie I mean I know it sounds crazy but like look it's a mud race and as your sponsors we really want to see you racing on file treads just to totally get rad <laughs> yeah 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 that would be right can you exactly. please send it for us please send it could you do just like or you know you you know, you could just do you could just do a file tread rear you know uh, you know just just get that back end loose. Yeah. Uh, kind of slide it around. Do some do some drifting. Now, yeah. Katie, we, we know you're a, a focused and diligent and hardworking and methodical athlete, but we would really like to see some more tail whips a la VDP. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, think... we jest. Obviously, this is not the level of involvement that we want from uh, our, uh, our, our, our proud partnership here. No. But um, we'll see. We'll see what that... Uh... 
what that means for for HBP. Um, but you know, I, I I certainly you know hope that Katie can help get the word out about Wine Angle Podium. Uh, how you can find uh, great um, great podcasts about cycling here, um, and uh, that will who knows maybe maybe some of you will hear this after hearing her espouse the virtues of this network, <laughs> uh, you know, in media, uh, which would be great, which would be great. Um, so anyway, very exciting news, and and we're pretty pretty pumped about it. All right, so. First of all, first of all, um, I mean, I guess second of all, it's been a while since we talked. It has been. Uh, so, so how 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 are you? Are you you okay? You okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> you all right? I'm holding it down over here. Um, all right. It's you know, so the northern and eastern, uh, and actually just general parts of the northern American continent is experiencing um, some. Uh, low temperatures yeah yeah um and you know times are tough but we're uh we've had to we've done the sort of thing that i think arctic explorers do or like antarctic explorers have had to do where you know you get stuck in a in a situation you just kind of you tip over the sled and you get the dog team to to circle up and you just sort of cozy down among the dogs and you use them to help keep you warm uh that's where we're at man yeah it's 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 uh have we mentioned that it's cold it's pretty cold but so you up there in boston you're experiencing some single digit fahrenheit temperatures we are experiencing some single digit fahrenheit temperatures we we have anyway (coughs) i think i think it's like 14 degrees or something outside right now which is uh you know it's brisk but uh could be worse that's not that's not terrible has it been down below zero for you uh at night at night, have you At gone night. outside in that kind of that kind of weather? Uh, well, I was out last night, and mm-hmm. it was probably around that cold. Yeah, so, yeah. People are, you know, many people are not used to these these temperatures. It's true. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we we are uh, people of the, uh, you know, the the hot deserts of Eastern Africa. <laughs> 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 We're not meant for this kind of thing. We're not meant and for yet, this kind of thing. And yet here we are. But uh, I don't know. Have you been have you been attempting to ride your bike in, in these chill chilly temperatures? I went for a ride in the low twenties with some friends and, and mm. my gloves were not correct. And oh. uh, it was while while the company was good and it was nice to be out moving the legs, it was altogether a uh, fairly unpleasant experience. Yeah, sorta of, yeah, not super fun. Well, I, to do, I mean to just... do yeah, four hours in in twenty degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's long. I. I mean, a few years ago, we did a team kind of camp. This was like the beginning of 2015, or uh, yeah, something like that. Maybe 16. I don't know. But it was a couple years ago, two or three years ago, and we were out on the Cape, Cape Cod, of mm. all places. But this was the winter when when it was about. We didn't realize that it was going to be the record breaking hundred something inches of snow uh-huh. in, in two months winter that it was going to be. But we just had a big snowstorm, and it was something like. 15 degrees out and we went out for over four hours and that was that was where we learned about things like wearing two pairs of tights and um mm-hmm. and, and things like that because yeah and and you know i don't know it worked okay i've had experiences though it's like when, once you're into those kind of temperatures you know and like i said where the high is about 15 degrees um which is pretty cold uh you're, you're into the territory where parts of your bike might not actually function properly like it, 
I think we did okay on on that occasion, but mm-hmm. you know, some people talk about getting. I mean, I guess you got to get even colder than that, but you know, your 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 freewheel paws stop stop kind of springing out, and so you start freewheeling forward and things like that, and it's it gets rough. Yeah, it gets it gets real rough, and then like, you know, I started riding bikes kind of around. I mean, I knew how to ride bikes before and rode rode them before, but rode bikes a lot like around campus and in the college days which are now uh kind of a long time ago and um you know it was on crappy old bikes and the brakes would get icy and they'd stop working and um yeah i don't know i, I haven't been outside yet is what i'm saying i i, I haven't even <laughs> i hadn't even started it was weird because i really chose the wrong moment for this but i said okay i'm finally gonna start start training again it took me a while to get up to it because uh of a combination of sort of mental and physical uh, factors. Like, my, my body was super wrecked for some reason. Um, it's like I coughed too many times and, and I injured my chest muscles and that caused all kinds of problems, um, which is, you know, it's embarrassing, but it, it is what it is. But I thought, ah, I'm ready to start riding again. I'd like to start planning some training rides. And now it is 15 degrees out. So... That definitely put a bit of a damper, you know, because like <laughs> yeah, when you're just when you're just getting back into it, do you really want to go outside, you know, for for two hours in in 15 degree weather? Mm. It is that it is tough. That is very hard. I mean, you know, in a, in a similar situation where after a sort of light December, I'm kind of getting getting the wheels turning again, and it's like you you work up all this energy and this motivation, uh, and you you find the time in the week, and you're like, yeah, like I'm gonna do it, and you look at the forecast and just think. I have made promises to myself. My thoughts on the matter have evolved. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I was jazzed, too. I was like, I did I did a train. I actually, so I literally started on a Friday with, on the trainer because, like, what are you going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I finally get, and I've been, I've been doing a little bit of running, I, uh, just a little bit. I'm going to be. Sorry to hear that. Well, you know, <laughs> there's too, too much to get into there, um, but I've been doing a little bit of running and I plan to continue doing some running. Um, so I'd already done a little bit of work, and, and so I got on the trainer on Friday and was did an hour. I was like, yes, because um, <laughs> I was really I was really jazzed, like I said. And then then you know I looked at the uh, the weather and my plan for for Saturday, and it was like one and a half to two hours outside if possible. And I was like, mm. <laughs> so I guess I'm doing an hour and a half on the trainer. I just got a fluid trainer, which is pretty cool. I've been on a mag trainer all these years. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, this is like amazing technology and, and really nice. But it's still the trainer, and and uh, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I was very star- I was very surprised, uh, and I probably shouldn't have been, but very surprised to find that my my legs were actually pretty much rubber after an hour and ten minutes um, of of like zone two. Uh, <laughs> it's what how the legs respond to indoor work is is very. It's very mysterious. I, I think some people can get really good at indoor work and have really like similar sort of power output as they do outside. Uh, for me, you know, it's much it's much lower. So like the numbers are all lying compared to you know rate of perceived exertion, and, and indoor work is just excruciatingly difficult for me. <laughs> well, uh, <coughs> are you going to do like a Dan Shabanoff and and ride outside constantly, or? Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it. We'll see what it holds. I bet, I bet, I bet you could ride with him a little bit. I yeah, bet he'd ride with you. Yeah, I like riding with Dan. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we've got um, I don't know anything else to report before we we have we actually do have we have sort of an itinerary. 
to get to. We do. We've got a pretty excellent plan for this New Year's Day spectacular. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, is it spectacular? Oh, I did not. I did not bring my A game. I mean, for <laughs> the New Year's so- Day. It's solid. <laughs> it's the New Year's Day solid podcast. <laughs> the New Year's Day worthwhile effort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I could. I think I could muster that. Uh, what's on? All right. <laughs> what's on the menu? Uh, we've got our uh, New Year's Day bicycle 2017 retrospective, hot or not. Mm. Which, mm. lest anybody work a, a totally appropriate hackles up about it, this is not about uh, looking at uh, how people look and declaring them hot or not. We're, we're, we're taking a much broader, sort of more phenomenological view and uh, declaring things, concepts, and products, uh, events, Oh, man, you brought, your, you brought your Webster's Dictionary to this episode. To be I, something happens when I'm tired and hungover. <laughs> to, when my when my brain is sort of uh, relaxed and not working on overdrive, it sort of gets mushy and things uh, swirl <laughs> around there um, in a pretty effective way. <laughs> Word parts get mashed together. Word parts fusion happens. Together. It's why I was in a band in my twenties, and we got uh, much better at performing once we started drinking while performing. <laughs> oh man, oh that's so punk. All right. Um... So yeah, hot or not, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what to expect here. <laughs> uh, but what are we gonna? Are we gonna switch off, kind of naming things from our list. My list, I have to admit, is is not super long. But um, <coughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, how did how did you want to do this? Let's. So I've got the first category I have is maybe the most the most topical. This is cyclocross. So uh, I've got a couple different items in cyclocross. I'd like to throw some things. Do you have cyclocross items too on your I, list? I I do. I, I didn't have them sort of uh, separated out, but I can. I'm. I certainly can. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll that'll be good. That'll be good. So yeah, let's go back and forth. Uh, I'll start. And Greg, I want to ask you: Matthew Vanderpool versus Wout Van Art, hot or not? <laughs> uh, okay. This is on my list. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Um. I, you know, boy, oof, I have to say not for the most part. Tell me more. Uh, wow, well, they just, I just, they, it hasn't really been much of a Matthew Vanderpool versus Wout Van Art. Um, not like we'd like to see. Yeah. It's, it's happened, but, but, you know, it, it seems like either Vanderpool runs away with it or, um, has a flat. And there have only been a couple of occasions where, uh, Wout is kind of, right up there just just beating him on pure you know being being better on the day it's it's i agree and it's it's hard to sort of appreciate what's happening with wout too how consistently and dominantly second place he is (laughs) he's like clearly on another level above the field it's just that vanderpoel is also on that same level above him yeah yeah so in the oh yeah over in the men's field it makes for a I'm not going to say not exciting because it does feel like a really specific sort of historical moment. Um, but there's a level of predictability to the individual races. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's very impressive to have this kind of, um, excuse me, it's, 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 it's really kind of exciting to be at this time where we have these two, these two guys who are so phenomenally talented and, and, you know, it, it, I mean, the thing is people were complaining when it was a little bit more even, right? When it was like the two of them riding away. 
um, which which still happens. You know, you, you, they'll uh, they'll ride away together, and one of them will win. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, but it doesn't make for it doesn't make for kind of thrilling racing. But uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't been watching cyclocross for that long, but. Um, I don't know how long the period was, you know, where there wasn't someone. I, I mean, we had Sven, who was pretty dominant, and Albert, you know, and, and I think there was a little more variety in the winners yeah. of the races um, yeah. when they were at their peak. But, um, you know, it was still, there were not a lot of people who who, who could and did win uh, men's elite cyclocross races. You know, it was like those two guys and... Um, and, and like Tom Tom Meason for a little bit, and mm-hmm. Class Van Turnout, and Kevin yeah. Powell's, um, and and kind of Lars Vanderhaar at one point. Yeah, uh, but that you know that's like what five six guys. <laughs> so and that was most of the races. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway. we're de- we're declaring VDP versus uh, Dub VA to be not not hot, not hot. All right, next up, what you got for me? Uh. <laughs> So, are we still in cyclocross then? Yeah, we'll be in cyclocross for for a couple minutes here. Oh, okay, all right, because this is this is only, I guess the last one I have for now, unless I'm able to think quickly. Okay. But so I've got I've got uh, multiple women hopping barriers in international cyclocross competition. Oh, totally hot. Yeah, right. And I love. I'm gonna you know, uh, of course, Ellen Noble's Ellen Noble's take on this, which is like, like, res- responding to kind of this this sort of generalized disbelief or sense that women can't do this in races it's just like yeah we can and we're upping the playing field all the time yeah and so uh hashtag bunny hop the patriarchy is a big part of this uh it's just been great to see uh, and i think that's also tied into uh a a women's field that is just getting so much stronger um kind of every year yeah stronger and deeper stronger too. and deeper yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I've got I've got uh, a uh, Ellen Noble Bunny Hop the Patriarchy T-shirt on right now. Oh, I saw that on Twitter, and I don't know what happened that I that I like missed the ordering window, or I wasn't like paying attention when the order. Maybe maybe the window is still open, and I really need to order one of those T-shirts because it's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, all right, so yeah, that's how we feel about that. That's 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 hot. All right, so, absolutely hot. Um, Re- related. Uh, Women's races and World Cups being under 40 minutes long. Hot oh, or not. Not, 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 not. Not. And... Yeah, there's a real... There's there's a, a real um, systematic thing happening with uh, officials kind of determining the number of laps in women's races. And, and, and it happens... it straight up one lap short. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just consistently a lap short. While the men's race is, and, and on the flip side, the men's race is being consistently a lap long. Mm-hmm. I would say um, it's really it's really peculiar. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it, I understand that there's some confusion. All right, but it seems as though they have the rules uh, the rules backwards. And this is not just this is in Europe and in the United States that this is happening at UCI races. It's not. It's not like uh, only happening in one place. And the thing that might be a little confusing is, so the women's rule is at least 40 minutes, essentially. It's like mm-hmm. over 40 minutes, um, that's, that, that's the minimum length. And then, you know, you don't want to go any more than 
you want, you know, you can over that. But <coughs> the rule for the men is being interpreted as similarly as at least 60 minutes. But that's not the rule. Mm-hmm. The rule is as close as possible to right. 60 minutes, unless it's a World Cup, in which case it's over 60. And, World and Cup so, is, so as yeah. close as possible, you know, if you're running seven-minute laps, it means if you're calculating that the winner is going to finish a lap at 56 minutes, then that's... That is correct. That's, that's your last lap. You don't have another yeah. lap on top of that and run... It's not an hour three for the winner. No. Right. Or hold on yeah. a second. I'm, I'm, well, I'm doing... The, that was a bad example because... An oh, hour sorry. An hour three would be closer, closer. to... Yeah. Uh, if it was, you know, 58 minutes, right? As opposed right. to an hour five or whatever. Or even 57 if it's... If yeah. we're talking seven-minute laps. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. That math. How does it work? Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is this has been a consistent... It's been a consistent problem. It's very frustrating. Um, and... You know, I, I've seen. It, it, I don't disagree with the contention I've seen out there that that you know all races should be fifty minutes. I actually think that would be a good idea. I, I do think though that the kind of root cause of this is is like <laughs> honestly just uh, 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 internalized sexism, <laughs> mm-hmm. essentially, where where there's just I, I think that the officials are just not kind of for whatever reason, not intentionally, but not committed. Um, adequately to to really getting it right for mm-hmm. the women, yeah, and it's that simple. And I and I think that making it fifty minutes um, for everyone, I'm I'm sort of not super convinced that that would make the problem problem go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might make for more exciting racing, um, but I don't know that it would solve this problem. Yeah, so it's very frustrating. I don't know what your thoughts are. Basically the same. Yeah. What's up with this noise? Who's being held accountable? Ugh. Yeah. All right. Hot or not, Helen Wyman's sponsorship situation. Uh, well, can I can I can I say not and also hot? Well, it depends on you know. I, I assume where you're going with this is if you were answering the question you know yesterday or a week ago or a month ago, you'd have said not. But uh, upon hearing <laughs> right. some news today, your answers yeah. changed. Yeah, my answers changed. But it is still not in the sense that. Um, I, I just think it's a, a bummer to see, um, you know, such a long-standing partnership, uh, and and especially when someone's been racing for so long to to seemingly have such a long it, 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 to have it so difficult to pick up a new you know partnership because Helen's really shown um, that she's back. Yeah, I mean she is she is back and she's at the top of her game and and she is a threat. Yeah, these big races. Yeah, um, for for the win. So, so yeah, it was it was it, it, you know given that it, it was very frustrating. But I I wonder if her whether or not it was actually difficult for her to secure twenty eighteen and onward sponsorship, or if she was just sort of very vocal about the need. And you know, she did sort of have. I know that like twenty seventeen was a sort of like not entirely like title sponsor level but i wonder if you know that was a sort of interim year and then you know gave her sort of enough of a of a runway to do a sort of concerted search and and the the vocal uh helen wyman doesn't have a a program um line that that got out there pretty well was uh sort of an asset rather than a um rather than a detriment you know um yeah uh, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I think it, in some sense, still shines a light on the uncertainty. 
precarity, yeah. Yeah, of 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 you know, kind of being a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I I do think uh, that said, um, you know, there aren't a lot of professional athletes in any sport who have really long term uh, certainty about about their situation. Right. So, um, you know, uh, that 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 perspective has to be kept in mind. Um, and and, and cyclocross is hard. Uh, cyclocross is is really really hard. It's it's hard for um, men and and women. I, I still think it's a shame when it's you know someone who's one of the top riders in the world has that level of of uncertainty. Uh, you know, after having kind of one bad year because of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that that is a concern, and there's not there's not a lot of money to go around for cyclocross athletes in general especially those who aren't Belgian. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, at the same time, you know, I, I, do, I do think back to, uh, I think we've had this discussion before when there's, there's often kind of a lot of Sturm und Drang about, um, oh, you know, professional cycling is so unprofessional and, and, and such a hot mess and it's so poorly run and blah 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 and it's like i mean there is like yes i understand that but that's you know kind of to your point also sort of a i don't want to say propaganda that has negative connotations but it is it is a line that is is you know hopefully intended to to get people interested in in sponsoring mm-hmm. uh and making long-term term sponsoring commitments uh because the fact is that cycling does have a professional scene um, it has a relatively robust professional scene, and there are plenty of sports that are are reasonably well known that just don't. So, yeah, you know, I I think people I think people actually kind of miss that uh, point a lot, uh, yeah. and it is true that it's mostly on the road, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's like rowing. There's no professional scene you know mm-hmm. unless you're a superstar track and field um you know there's not really a professional scene um it just you know so many olympic sports right there's no as far as i'm aware there's no professional badminton circuit uh, well, i so, wonder <laughs> you know, suddenly i right. wonder yeah right i i should probably not speak of that but or like ski racing you know mm-hmm. like uh like mean meaning downhill ski racing i you know, if you're not a top athlete, I, 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 I don't think that uh, – I think your money comes from, like, the Olympic Committee or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't think that um, – yeah, I don't think it's, like, trade teams and sponsorship in the same way. Anyway, that's all. I could be yeah. wrong about that. I, I should probably, I should probably be, be more cautious about making statements like that. But, uh... <laughs> I think our, our, our listeners know that we don't always know what we're talking about, but that's not going to let us stop anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm out of cyclocross things. I don't know about you. One last thing for cyclocross is do a quick one. I think I know right, the answer. Yeah. Hot or not? World Cups in the USA. Uh, hot. And, Very and hot, indeed, hot. In fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I believe the weather was in the high high nineties for both of the uh, U.S. World Cups. Yeah. You know there was there was some um, uh, consternation about the relatively small level of attendance at uh, the Trek uh, CXC World Cup. Um, I'm, like, I get it, I guess, but, like, 
I, I still think it was a success. I, I, I would hope that... I, I don't think that the World Cups are necessarily <coughs> about maximizing spectator presence at, right. at the events, right? They're about, you know, making... They're about globalizing or, you know, kind of bringing the sport to incipient, uh, I don't know, markets, mm-hmm. uh, centers, something and, like that. And, and I'll go ahead and point out that Waterloo, Wisconsin is not exactly a population center. No, no. It's, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, the the, the population density, uh, the thing that can, can be difficult to understand, maybe for a lot of people, I don't know, who don't live in an area like this. Um, but so these races that happen in Belgium, um, that are happening out in, in the countryside. There's sort of a funny thing about the population density in um, northwestern Europe and in uh, actually the, the northeastern United States as well, uh, which is that the boonies are not that far away from the cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's and it, it's truly weird, actually. But but you know you can get on a train in probably uh, I'm going to say Bruges, whatever Antwerp. Sure, yeah, Ghent. Yeah. Fine, yeah, again, and and you can be at uh, Guevara in what an hour, hour and a half, like, or less, yeah, or less, yeah. It's not like, and I've, I've, you know, I mean, uh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I have done this. You know, I, I was, I've been in Ghent and I caught a train um, out to Ronsa. Um, mm-hmm. This was a year and a half, well, not a year and a half quite, but pretty close to a year and a half ago. Uh, caught a train out to Ronsa, and and like you are definitely in. The country, like this race, takes place in a cow field, essentially on the side of a giant hill. Um, but but it's not far from major population centers. And overall, the level of population density in these places is high. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty easy to get lots of people together in in the upper Midwest of the United States. The population density is not high, and where there are population centers, those population centers are mostly not that big. Yeah. So. Um, that, that you know, it's it's just there's just fewer people to come and from further away and <laughs> when it's scorching. <laughs> it's it's also it should be said with the note of the train too. Um, it is incredibly easy in Belgium to get to where the races are because there's a train station in the yeah. town, um, which is like it, it's it's weird. It's it, it really is a very different. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 not to like even make any statements about like oh we should have you know rail like Europe has rail or whatever. It's like well that's just that's just it's just a different setup is the point, mm-hmm. um, and and it's it's just easier for people to get there <laughs> and more people. It is also true that you know if you do a show on um, Sven and his son Thibaut, um niece that you'll pull like essentially a majority share on ratings in Belgium. <laughs> so that that is also a factor and it's like as big as it's like well yeah, if you have a world cup in fucking Belgium, like everyone's going to go. Um but it's a it's it's a really different story in the United States and, and I think the UCI hopefully hopefully is smart enough to take that into account. Agreed. Yeah. And they were good they were they were they were good races, especially the women's races <laughs> because it wasn't just Matthew Vanderpool riding away. HPP stamp of hot on World Cups in the USA. Yeah, def- absolutely. Stamp, stamp of hot. All right, so I've got, uh, I don't know, um, maybe some, some pro road cycling things. Great. Yeah, I have a few too. All right. Um, first one, I think you can probably guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is pretty predictable, I guess, what the response is going to be. But Chris Froome, asthma medication positive. 
Not hot. Not no. hot, Chris Froom. Oh, yeah. Uh, thoughts, Matty? I I think that you know we'll 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 wait to see sort of exactly how this this plays out. Um, I think there's certainly a a gray area in in the doping rules, and this this gets into um, medications that have a performance enhancing benefit as well as a sort of legit therapeutic use. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, like, there's a potential scandal around, you know, the overuse of therapeutic use exemptions. There's this, there are, you know, brewing scandals about, you know, how the, the UCI handles potential positives of its stars. There are scandals around, you know, Team Sky's famed lack of transparency and accountability around some of these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to, like sort of jump on on the bandwagon of like a, you know screaming that you know chris room is as bad as someone who is doped to the gills of epo and like blasting up gigantic clines in the big ring because that's not what you know overdosing on asthma medication does to you and and right. if, if this is the type of doping that we see in the modern era you know i i don't like it um but it's a far cry from uh where the sport has been and i'm willing to declare that uh, some progress that satisfies me. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. But but we'll see how this how this chestnut plays out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I don't I don't really have uh, much to add on that. I, I you know I agree both that there's a gray area and that this is you know I I just I don't I don't think it's very productive to have a hard line. Well, it's all equally bad. Kind of kind of view. Um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't isn't to say that it isn't frustrating and and you know it, it it does it makes me think a little bit i guess of the um you know like the whole what is it nike project or whatever with um mo farah and alberto salazar and, yeah and all that and running where it's like again in, in galen rupp with with the you know it's probably not technically illegal but it's like putting people on medications and whatever and strategic use of of tues and stuff like that and it's just kind of gross yeah so yeah all right uh what do you got (laughs) related uh peter sagan's disqualification for mark cavendish not hot and 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 what about as a follow-up what about uh the uci's subsequent declaration a month or so ago that uh sagan was actually not at fault or whatever and shouldn't have been kicked out of the tour de france yeah it's it's just it's just embarrassing it's like what like i you know i i can't like on a personal level i so i like peter sagan a lot as Mm -hmm. um an athlete and a bike (coughs) racer and so like on that level i was sad to see him go from the tour de france it's not like it's not like i'm deeply like personally offended or hurt for him like peter sagan's gonna be okay he's like a millionaire um (laughs) like he's got it made he's gonna be all right like he's fine but it's just it's 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 just such a uh cluster for cycle it's just like Come on, guys! Like, you you look like flailing boobs. <laughs> I, I, it's 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 bonkers, and it's like they they're like, well, we have to be shown, uh, you know, that we're going to have a hard line, and being a star doesn't protect you, you know, and unless it's you know keeping your your uh, 
overdose on on asthma medication confidential you know mm-hmm. until it gets leaked uh but you know being a superstar doesn't give you any protection like the rules are the rules and argh, we're gonna come down hard but then to be like oh actually yeah we applied the rules incorrectly as it turns out and this is obviously true and this is probably a result of the case uh that like the i i imagine that whatever was agreed at you know, as they were taking the case to the court of arbitration for sport, I don't remember whether they went all the way to the sport or whether they settled in some way um, the legal case. But you know, it was it was pretty clear, I think, that the UCI had an obligation to say we were wrong. Yeah, like legal obligation. Um, it, like, and for the obvious reason that they were wrong. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. What do you think? A day late and a dollar short. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. It, well, it, I mean, this is kind of whether it's doping or something like this. It's you know, this is why it's important to get it right <laughs> when you're applying the applying a sanction. You know, and yeah. and and to to don't don't apply the sanction if you aren't sure. And they just rushed. They were like, "Yep, we've had you know 15 minutes to talk it over." And oh, there's footage. Well, we don't want to gather all the footage before making a decision. It's like <laughs> it's like guys, like. There's no reason, uh, and, and it's like you really get, I don't know, for me it's like I imagine the commissaires being like, oh, looks pretty bad. Uh, we could talk about this for a while and, and kind of wait and gather some more evidence. I mean, there's a million people with smartphones. Mm-hmm. Or we could just go to the hotel and have a glass of wine. They absolutely uh, paint themselves into the corner, too, by like making a really big decision immediately and then being like, well, now we can't overturn it. Yeah. yeah. Then we'll look like pushovers. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, it, which is yeah, it, like so much the worst. Where it's like, you know, oh yeah, well, uh, indeed, we don't want to look like pushovers. We don't want to look like we're just gonna succumb to, um, you know, popular uh, opinions. So we're gonna really hastily make a decision. Uh, it, it's just like it's it's just such, uh, it's it's amateurish. This yeah. is the kind of stuff when people say that, you know. I don't know that cycling is is uh, not very professional. Um, that that I kind of can get behind, even though I think that a lot of sporting organizations have this problem. Um, but it's like, come on, cycling, you could like lead the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I've got sort of along the lines of what we've been discussing. My next item is just generally Team Sky. <sighs> You know, if you ask me in the spring, I tend to think Team Sky is kind of hot because I sort of like watching them flail around looking for classic success and occasionally achieving it through, uh, <laughs> like, Michal Kwiatkowski, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, and then once, uh, you know, uh, any type of stage race rolls around, I'm just so done with their nonsense. And yeah. uh, I here are some things that make me mad about Team Sky. I'm mad that they, you know, sort of suspended uh, – oh, gosh, what's his name? What's that? Sergio Hanau? No, 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 no. The um, the Italian. Oh, oh, Moscone. Uh, Gianni, Gianni Moscone, right? So yeah, so Gianni Moscone, uh, young guy, has a great result in Paris Roubaix, and then you know at a subsequent race, uh, is uh, hurling racist tirades, tirades, at another rider. So they suspend him for six weeks, but they're like six re- weeks when he's not racing anyway. Um, yeah, and it's like oh, and go to a diversity training course or something get check the hr box right yeah and exactly so, yeah and then 
And then, miraculously, he's a climbing domestique by the Vuelta España, and then also manages to get a top 10 result, I believe, uh, at the Time Trial World Championship. And then the Road Race World Championship is, like, off the front late in the race, but it turns out that he had, like, shortly before had gotten dropped and then had skitched his way back to the group or something. And it's just like, so yeah. he was, I don't know if he was like DQ. And then, and then there's this other thing coming out about how he like possibly like intentionally crashed somebody on FDJ who was yep. like pursuing police follow-up. And meanwhile, like team sky is standing by this guy tweeting like breakout rider of the year. And it's like this dude. Oh yeah. They, they awarded him a piece of crap. Yeah, they're a young rider of the year and he's, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that comes back to, to um, I, you know, I can't take full credit for this. Um, I think I think they were talking about it on the Cycling Podcast, which is not a wide-angle podium podcast <laughs> that you shouldn't listen to. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, got real cycling journalists on it, so so they've got that going for them. Um, but, you know, they mentioned this and in, in, in that, you know, there's this impression um, – that Team Sky is good at PR and stuff, and they're just not. They're really bad at it. <laughs> they're terrible. Um, they're, they're constantly undermining themselves, and, and yeah, and it sucks. Anyway, so so Team Sky, not. Um, yeah, I, I think we maybe should do a couple more and move on to our next thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So, so you'll do one more, I'll do one more? Sure. Okay, Dutch women. Oh, um, the, <laughs> I feel a little uncomfortable saying hot <laughs> in this case. But as riders, oh, my God, so good. It's I, I I think that like, you know I I sort of hesitate to to fall into the trap of yeah of of referring to sort of bike racers by nationality and not by team but I think in this case there were so many Dutch, uh, bike racers on top of their game this year uh, and with uh, you know Annemiek van Vluten coming back from that crash in the Olympics to win the crap out of everything this year, uh-huh. um, and to have like the Dutch just wreck house at the World Championships. Uh, Chantal Black, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, world champion. And with Anna van der Breggen just, like, winning everything, almost everything she could get her hands on. It was just a pretty, I, I thought it was a pretty dominant year. Yeah, for, Mariana uh, Voss is back, and, and she's not maybe dominant like before, but she's, you know, winning races and, and incredible super domestique when she's yeah. not, and, and yeah. Yeah. Very, very exciting. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, uh, my my final one. I'm glad you mentioned Dutch women, because mm-hmm. mine is also women's cycling. It's, it's Corinne Rivera. Oh, totally hot yeah uh how awesome does it feel to have an american winner of the tour of flanders <laughs> it feels pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, i'm 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 very excited to um see her continue to uh race over in europe and and see what else she's got up her sleeve she's you know she's a versatile rider i mean obviously she's an incredible sprinter but um you know there's more there's more to her than that so. I will. I will also say this, and I think this is kind of complicated, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to risk like tokenization, but I also really appreciate seeing you know a woman of color performing at that level. Um, mm. I, I would like to see the American pro bike racing uh, scene look like uh, a lot of other communities that bike racers live in and are a part of. Um, and. Yeah. Uh, and and I you know I, I believe that representation matters, and I think that you know other people sort of looking uh, at, at bike racing um, might you know have the opportunity to see Corinne Rivera performing at their level and think that like yeah bike racing is, is something that I can be a part of and it can be my community too. Yeah, word. I just yeah I agree with that. Okay, 
So, um, I got I got one last one. Sneak oh, okay. in here, pro road cycling. Tom Boone and retired, hot or not? Uh I mean, it makes me sad, but yeah. of course it was time. But, <laughs> I mean, look, like time in the sense that like he was ready to retire, and you know, I think that he didn't. For all that there was, like, you know, there have been over the last few years um, moments where people said, oh, Tom Budin, is he really as good as he once was? Is he is he on the way out? And, you know, I think that he was still, you know, certainly not at the peak of his powers, mm-hmm. but still um, a very solid rider, still a threatening <coughs> rider um, who, if you know, I think if things had broken his way a little bit differently, he could have gone out with a win. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, um, but you know, that's cycling is really, it's really hard to win bike races. I, you know, just, just last year or well, it's 2018 now in 2016, you know, he got second at Paris-Roubaix was, he was, yeah. you know, a hair away from the win there. And so, yeah, it was not inconceivable to think of him going out, uh, with a win in, in Paris-Roubaix. Yeah, not at all. So sad to see him, sad to see him go. Uh, my, my last one, by the way, and I only want your hot or not, um, for this one. Cause I, I really do want to quit, but I, I just saw it and I'm remembering this one. Hmm. Um, so I, I want to mention it. Um, road disc, hot or not? <laughs> not hot. <laughs> By which I mean, you're not going to get a burn on your dang calf when you crash. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I also don't... mean not hot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really How's, how's that for equivocation? That's, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's great. It's quality, quality. Move. <laughs> it's also, also not going to slice your shoe off. Right. Your foot. Not 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 a thing. All right. So so we are going to I, I think to close. Um, and and we don't have to do. You know I have like ten items or something here. It doesn't need to be this many. We're going to do a brand draft. Uh, just a little. A, a draft is where we kind of select our kind of team of things. Um, in this case, it's cycling brands. So it was just just like really kind of people or companies or or whatever that kind of make cycling stuff that you think is good or cool or whatever and um yeah or or that you relate to i guess in some way i'm trying to pull up the the, um email that i sent to describe this but basically we're going to go in rounds and i'm going to pick a thing and and then you're going to pick a thing and it's off the board Mm -hmm. um once you pick it and and you can talk just briefly about why why you picked it and then we can uh yeah yeah uh, are you are you sharing this document with me can i take a look at our playing field here or what's how's this work? oh no 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 it's 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 no. it's secret it's secret but we should make we should make a list of who picked what okay okay so you it's not like you've laid out all the options first right you it's, have it's it's no i i well i i've i've put out a list of things that i want to pick okay ordered <laughs> okay but the all thing right. is i want to i want to pick them before you pick them you know okay you know what i mean there's a strategy involved i see I see. So, All right. so yeah. So I'll, okay. I, I think that uh, we were going to do a coin toss, but you know what? I, I, I'll let you go first. How's that? Ooh, that's very generous. All right. I, well, you know, <laughs> I'm a generous person. All right. I'll start by picking giant. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Here's why. I think for my for my the program that I'm setting up, I think it's really great to have this a major partner on board. Right? They're just a huge manufacturer. What? can't they do you know they could probably help us set up with other other things they could they could probably do cash you know they're not just going to hand us a, a couple frames and be done with it right they're they're a sort of major manufacturer a, a soup to nuts partner yeah yeah that's that's good that's a good one giant okay well uh my first pick is 
It's Shimano. Oh. Come on, of course it's Shimano. <laughs> I mean, they do they do everything. They're, you know, whether it's like from really cheap like your first bike that you get at like a toy store or whatever or like your incredibly fancy you know ten thousand dollar carbon fiber wonder bike it's got it's got shimano parts on it of course it has shimano parts on it Mm, nice nice that's a good pick that's a good pick i'm a little bit confused at this point are we outfitting a team a squad or just a sort of more uh vague hand wavy bicycle life oh no it's more just vague hand wavy bicycle life it's it's just a list of of things a list of things okay yeah 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 all right that's cool that's cool that's cool (laughs) i hope i haven't thrown your strategy for a loop (laughs) i didn't i didn't come into this with too great of a plan i thought i'd kind of play it by ear and see how we wound up (laughs) okay yeah all right all right right. i will uh just tell me it's kind of like tell me why you why you you love this thing or like this thing mm-hmm, anyway mm-hmm. or yeah. why you think it's important i Any think okay all right so i'm gonna i i have a really great next pick uh and i'm drafting mariana voss and i know that she's not a company or a product whoa whoa okay all i know right. i know hear me out on this hear okay. me out on this can you think of a better ambassador of of and for this sport who is just like a a total role model uh an incredibly high performer, someone who I think has done a lot for the sport, not just by like performing, but by, uh, you know, sort of a lot of work to make sure that, um, you know, doors get open for other people and that there's like greater access. And, uh, you know, I think she's really elevated women's professional cycling as a whole. And, and I think she's done so much for the sport. I think that her legacy goes like way beyond her Palmares. And I think that to have a Mariana boss in your camp is just going to reap positive rewards while she's working with you. That is that is an innovative pick. I applaud yeah. you. Very innovative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because because my my next pick is maybe seems boring. It's it's uh it's humble, but uh bikes got to be made out of something and for a very very long time they were made out of steel tubing and the very best bikes were made out of Reynolds steel tubing. <laughs> so Reynolds tubing. Yeah. And and you know, it's it used to be such, uh, you know, something that bike nerds would just go on and on about. It's like, oh, this is Reynolds 831, this is 731, you know, uh, back in the day, you know, oh, it's Reynolds 531. It's all whatever, whatever 31 it seems like. But, you know, they had other things too. And it just was such a, there was a whole cycling team, like Reynolds Tube Investments. Um, and and uh, the importance of, you know, the humble steel tube to just the history of cycling and, and how we think about bikes can't really be overstated. So yeah. Hmm. Um, Reynolds, Reynolds tubing. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something that's like as clever as our last two. I think we both went like, we both went for a like really solid major manufacturer for our first pick. Uh-huh. And then we went for like very like, uh, uh, quirky sort of character defining (laughs) i'll tell you what i'm gonna go with i've 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 raced a couple really foul races this year yeah uh and i hate it i'm gonna i'm going to draft castelli because i i am under the impression that they make the kind of clothing that like everybody wants to wear no matter who they are sponsored by uh yeah and I've, I've never actually had, like, any kind of success staying dry when it's wet outside. 
but yeah, I no. hear that they, they, they sort of really revolutionized the field uh, in terms of products like that and have and have done some really other other pretty pretty cool stuff you know with the the you know they, they did a uh, speed suit sort of integrated jersey skin suit situation this is a hearsay based pick is that what's going on yeah essentially it's sort of it's sort of one of those like well i mean here's the situation right like i've been cold recently i've (laughs) raced in the wet recently and some people tell me out there some people tell me that there's a there's a company that just excels in these situations and so maybe uh maybe i want them on my side uh just just uh the other uh week there was a bit of hullabaloo because uh wout van art was spotted warming up in a castelli gaba or whatever they call it now, uh-huh. which wasn't his, what was not his sponsor. I I think it might be their his his team sponsor now. Uh, uh-huh. the, the year has flipped. Uh, one peculiar thing about the way the cycle cross calendar and contracts work. But anyway, yes, it's, it's idiotic. <laughs> it, it's it's really stupid. Uh, all right, my next pick. Okay, also probably a little more conventional. Um, but the basically I'm going with CAD blank. Just that whole whole range of, of Cannondales. Like, can you it's it's hard to imagine another kind of range of aluminum bikes, right, that have that kind of name recognition and and that perfectly conveys like this is a racing bike. It is not the most fancy racing bike. It is not an expensive racing bike, but it is a awesome and relatively light, high-performance racing bike. Does that mm-hmm. seem about right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they've really cornered the market on that, and, and uh, certainly for their um, on-the-road, uh, maybe to a little bit slightly lesser, lesser extent on, mm-hmm. in cyclocross, but I think it's still, it's still like, you know, the idea is there. Um, it's interesting that they don't kind of do that in mountain bikes, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the CAD, you know, various things. Probably, probably starting essentially uh, from when they we, they started naming their their bikes that instead of that just being, you know, because they're they're the the bikes used to be named different things and the, that was just like the kind of frame. Mm-hmm. And then instead of that being like the technology, they're like, oh no, wait, we should actually just name these bikes this. So instead of being like the R six hundred, you know, then it's like the CAD eight, you know, and then the CAD nine, CAD ten, CAD twelve, etc. All right, what do you got? All right, I, I think we can probably do. Uh, by the way, a total of like five rounds. Let's not do, go too crazy. That sounds good. I'm gonna draft the 11 speed drivetrain. Oh, okay. I think it's here to stay. Yeah, I think it's kind of thing that's gonna be reliable for a long time. I, I, this is just one of those like bold predictions that's gonna bite me in the ass. Probably like tomorrow, SRAM is gonna release a 12 speed drivetrain. <laughs> Right, but I mean, like, they have they have a twelve speed drivetrain. Yeah, but for mountain stuff, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, but I'm just so, I'm just gonna say eleven speed. You're you're late that's, to the eleven speed uh, train that, here. That's where that's where the 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 sort of n plus one in in cogs stops. <laughs> uh, okay, I think uh, I think this is I I, I just want to say commentary wise, I think this is a very on brand pick for you. Um, <laughs> 11 speed drivetrain is here to stay you know now what seven six seven years after being introduced uh, for the first time but by, uh, by by which i mean i don't think it'll be superseded by 12 speeds and be made uh irrelevant okay <laughs> <laughs> i would not i wouldn't count on that but it's on your list so 11 speed drivetrains good enough damn it yeah all right you're gonna say that about 12 too all right <laughs> <laughs> 
so so for I, I I'm I'm looking at my list and I've actually got a bunch of stuff on it and I'm like, what can I do? Like, you know, I kind of want to go. I don't know if I want to go deep or like weird or nerdy. Uh, I think I'm gonna take not the nerdiest uh, option available to me, but it's up there. I'm gonna go with three T. Hmm. Like the current the current iteration of three T, just because. Uh, you know, they, they kind of came... Uh, I don't even know if you could say back. Do they, like, buy the brand from some kind... Like, off of Alibaba or something? Like, I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure exactly what the providence of that is. But uh, it wasn't just, like, a bunch of crap with this 3T uh, moniker on it. It was really, really good stuff. And it's, you know, a company out there that's, you know, still selling, like, really good quality aluminum handlebars and thinking about... You know, you and I, we care about handlebars because we're weird. Um, and and they do good they do good handlebars. What else is there to say? Uh, and it's you know it's it's neat too. So many companies, and I think they're probably doing this too now. But so many uh, companies are really trying to do the giant thing and, and do absolutely everything. They want they want vertical integration. They want every part of your bike to be made by them. And three T has been admirably focused for the most part on handlebars and stems and seat posts. Yeah. So, yeah, like them. I got to say, I'll, I'll say this about 3T. None of their handlebar shapes work for me. Oh. But I will, I, I'll qualify that by saying that I've not tried the one that I want to try yet. One of the arrow ones? Yeah, one of the arrow ones that has, like, a pretty, pretty like, decent-sized reach. They, yeah, they all do. Those, those, uh, I'm, my microphone <laughs> discipline is terrible right now. I'm just moving <laughs> my head around. Uh. Yeah, all of those arrow style handlebars for the most part seem to have like 110 millimeters of reach or something. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, a bit of a problem for me. Uh, all right. Pick number five. Last last pick for you. Last round. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I think I'm going to pick fenders. Oh, just fenders. I'm oh, okay. Draft fenders. All right. Explain. <laughs> uh, it's really nice to ride when it's a little bit wet out and not get wet. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So I'm, so I'm picking fenders. <laughs> okay. I, like I also th- I also think that you know the, the the fendered bike is a is sort of like a sign of a, a certain level of, um, on one hand commitment to training, or on the other hand it's like a certain sort of just like like debonair city style that that harkens to, uh, a level of bike utility, in population sure. centers that we all aspire to. Sure. Oh, that's a boy. Dan's gonna love that one. It's <laughs> gonna be. He's gonna he's gonna be listening. He's gonna be nodding along with a smile on his face. Fenders. <laughs> uh, we love you, Dan Chavanoff. Um, all right. So let's see. I have several options left um, on my list here. I th- I think that you know since I seem to be going with um, I I guess significant. <laughs> uh, brands for the most part. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with head. I don't actually have. Oh no, I do have some head wheels. Go figure, but yeah, head isn't head wheels. Um, mm-hmm. 
because I, I think that they've actually, first of all, they've been around a while, and, and they've really continually um, been behind kind of major, uh, I mean, the word innovation is so cheap now, right? But they really have, because uh, the tri-spoke, um, were they, that was them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tri-spoke wheel. Um, now the whole wide rim um, phenomenon. Uh, it was was really largely started by them, mm-hmm. um, like seven years ago, eight years ago. Uh, so yeah, head. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I you know, and and still make you know as far as everything I know, really fantastic rims and fantastic wheels, and uh, you know, also R.I.P. Steve Head. Um, it was a few years ago now, but uh, you know. Uh, they're they're still out there and and they're still significant. So that's what it is. So so okay, nice. yeah, cool. That was fun. So that qu- was fun. Quick 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 question. What what didn't you pick that was kind of on your list that you were thinking about? What? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Let's bring out. Well, first first let's just make sure. Let's just get the list out that we have. So what we what we picked, and then we'll kind of bring out our debt, as it were, of, of the right. things we didn't pick. So so, so didn't didn't pick didn't pick. So I got Shimano and Reynolds tubing. I got uh, CAD you know underscore uh i've got 3t and head and and mario you had giant had giant mariana yeah. voss uh castelli when it's cold out uh 11 speed drivetrains and fenders nice nice so okay the things i didn't pick uh and i'll go through briefly i had i had brooks on there uh-huh. i actually i don't really care for brooks stuff myself but you know, especially when I got into bikes, it was kind of everywhere, and and uh, that was like, oh, what's a classy bike? It's got a Brooks saddle, and and then they had all this, they added all this other crazy stuff like their their leather hand grips and stuff like that. So Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, I got Pan Racer on there, um, just because I don't know, there's something of it, it feels like the scrappy Japanese tire maker. I actually, again, a lot of their tires um, don't work for me, but you know, the Pan Racer, uh, Pacella. Um, remains an incredible valued tire and and yeah i think they do good stuff so pan eraser um on the flip side of that i have fmb uh everyone everyone is now trying to get their hands on fmb tubulars they're obsessed with them it's hilarious <laughs> um it's it's kind of great and if, also apparently their mud tires are ridiculously good uh i've got cat eye hmm. just just yeah i don't know i just think first of all i think that they've like got a fantastic like brand uh mm-hmm. i don't know i i just like like the name of the company and everything and yeah they make they make cycling computers that are fine um they also they also sold cloth uh bar tape which i love mm-hmm. um and and my last really digging deep into the kind of um hipster messenger kind of origin story for a lot of us in bike racing now <laughs> i have three rencho Ah, San Rancho. <laughs> yeah, San Rancho, Three Rancho. Yeah, all the same thing, really. Um, but that was that was very much the unattainable, um, cool bike, cool track bike to have. Nice. You got so anything? Some, yeah. I I had Garmin on my list, who I think really set the tone for yeah. a lot of the the GPS and Ant Plus uh, cycling computers. That yeah, I thought about having them dominate, too. Uh, very very important tools. I had the. Uh, uh the noble and never really overlooked chevron tread oh on my list interesting okay yeah good one yeah i had uh tubular tires generally and then if pressed vittoria on my list 
Um, and I also considered uh, uh, Continental specifically because I do use a lot of Continental race tires, which I think are terrific tires. Real? Like the tubulars? Yeah. The, with the butyl tubes? Yeah. Huh. I'll have to ask you about that sometime. All right. Yeah, there's some fast and grippy dang tires they make. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I had SRAM slash ZIP on my uh, SRAM ZIP Quark on my on my list, too. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Because, again, they're another soup-to-nuts company. Yep. One of their things break, you just call them up. They're like, yeah, we'll mail that to you tomorrow. Yep. They're, they're... We'll, we'll, we'll hand-deliver it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty helpful when you're dealing with SRAM. Because <laughs> it does break. I don't know. I, I've had pretty good luck with SRAM stuff not breaking. I, yeah, I haven't had any, like, you know, people people talk about rival shifters breaking for a long time. I didn't have a problem with the shifters. I thought about putting um, Double Tap on my list. Oh, Specifically. Nice. Just because, do you remember when um, everyone knew that SRAM was coming out with a road group, and, but no one knew how it worked? Right, and, and, it, and, it, and it was it would have needed, like, some type of chicanery in order to get around existing patents, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and, like, then pictures came out where, they're like, they, they'd been at, like, they'd had them at Interbike or something under a glass case, right? So you couldn't <laughs> actually, actually interact with them. So people could see, okay, these things have one lever on them. How the hell does that work? <laughs> and, yeah, and then, and yeah, and it was like, and, and how does it work without getting just wrecked by the patents held by shimano and, and campagnolo and uh they found a way that actually works reason like it's you know it is it's it was clever yeah it's a yeah. good system yeah it's a good system it, it's it, it it works pretty well um it's not as unintuitive as you might think some people still it doesn't work for them but like other companies stuff doesn't work for some people so you know what are you gonna do but yeah I thought that I think that's a, a good one. So, all right, that's it, right. right? Or did you have anything else in your list? No, nah, that's it. Well, we should we should wrap it up. It's it's uh, you know we're deep into our uh, New Year's Day at this point. Uh, we'd like to wish all of you a very happy 2018. Uh, oh, indeed. Yeah, and and uh, I think that uh, would you say that we'll probably expect to hear from us more. You know, it's a funny. It's a funny thing when you when you get into the depths of winter like this in January, it starts to feel like springtime is, is still so far away. But mm. you start to look at some of the bike races that happen and and cross. You know, the, the cross season starts to kind of wrap up. takes a takes a while to really peter out. But then all of a sudden, you know, you got road racing happening, and before you know it, you're counting the weeks to head in Eastblad and. Uh, and you're and you're starting to get real bold and ridiculous about about your predictions for the classic season. And uh, some of those times, you know, you look over at the microphone in the corner of the desk, and that red light seems to be blinking at you. Yeah, I didn't. I, I think I think you cut out there, so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear your bold epiphany or whatever it was. <laughs> your bold conclusion. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. People might hear. People might hear from us when they least or most expect it yeah all right well on that note we'll catch you soon maybe happy new year happy new year everyone all right ride safe
End of program. Boom.